So anyway, Ugh. she is done with him, but she has to escape him. She can't just leave because yeah, he's like a billionaire. Yeah, he, he's like, I'm, I'm keeping you, you know. And so what she does is she takes one of her maids, co- like maid costumes, <laughs> dresses up as her maid. Apparently, like puts some jewelry on underneath it to like hide some, have something to take with her because she needs money. She needs mm-hmm. money. She jewelry takes a bike. And, like, escapes out of the house. So she's in London, and apparently she ends up meeting Louis B. Mayer, the head of MGM. In the early years of World War II, they decided that they wanted to invent a device that would keep enemy ships from jamming torpedo guidance signals. Wow. And this is what's called frequency hopping. Frequency hopping is sort of the very beginning of Wi-Fi technology. Mm. And so Anthil, her partner, he confirms that it's her design. But she was told she could be most useful to the war effort by exploiting her celebrity status to raise money. So she does that. um, And she sells kisses for $50,000 a pop. And she ends up raising a whopping $7 at one single event. Welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm Sam Eggers. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Justin Xavier. So, you guys, I'm doing Hedy Lamar. <gasps> Hedy Lamar. Uh, Hedy Lamar. Lamar. Um, Wasn't she? Wait, I know she was an actor, but she's she is an inventor, right? She's an inventor. I knew it. I, I knew had it. no idea. I knew oh. the actor part. She's amazing. So, um, I... S- one of the reasons I wanted to do Hayley Lamar is because I saw there was a documentary made about her called Bombshell that received kind of a lot of attention when it came out. I think it's on Amazon Prime now. But it's weird timing because the movie Bombshell is in theaters. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same, different, very take. different story. Very different story. Um, but um, Hedy Lamar, so a lot of people know maybe the name in general. is like, oh, she was a movie star and not really know much else besides much, that. That's my knowledge base. That's how much I know. Yeah. But she was also an inventor. And let's just get into it so we can hear a little bit about that. Okay, so Hedy Lamar, she was born Hedwig Keisler. Yes. Um, <laughs> great yes. name, right? That is a great name. <laughs> um, in Vienna in 1914. So her name, Hedy Lamar, she took that name on later on. Actually, uh, Louis... When was she born? Sorry? 1914. Okay. So she took on the name Hedy Lamar when she signed with MGM later in 1937. And Louis B. Mayer was like, your name's not going to work. Hedwig. It's a little, we're not going to use that. Yeah, the Americans can't really say this. <laughs> but um, so that's where Hedy Lamar came from. And apparently there was a silent era film star who was named Barbara Lamar. And she was very, very popular. And so Louis B. Mayer wanted people to think of that star when they saw Hedy. So that's why Hedy Lamar uh, has that last name. It's not the worst marketing plan. No, no right? It's kind of, it's kind of, it's a great name. <laughs> So 1914, um, so she's Jewish mm-hmm. and in Vienna in 1914, and she's born to, her father is a bank director, her mother is a Hungarian pianist, and so um, they have money, they do well. Um, when she's young, she studies ballet and piano, and she went to this really famous acting school when she was a teen in Berlin, headed by director Max Reinhardt. Mm. And while she's there, she drops out of school. Because she's like, I want to act and I want to do things. And so she becomes uh, Reinhardt's production assistant Whoa. and has a couple bit parts. And after those two bit parts happen, she then is cast as a 
love-starved young wife married to an older man in a Czech film called Ecstasy. And you can look at clips online, but there is some nudity. Um, so you have to, you know, just, you know, be aware if you're offended by that. <laughs> you want nudity. Nudity. My God. Um, Wait, and that's before the drug ecstasy, too. So they're talking about sex. Exactly. And so this is the description um, from one of the articles I pulled this for. So it says, not only did Lamar appear nude on screen, but she was frolicking through the woods and crouching behind convenient bushes. <laughs> but there were numerous close-up shots of her simulating orgasm in quite explicit sex scenes. And at this Whoa. time, this is shocking. Ahead of her time. I mean, this is like Shocking. They didn't oh, show yeah. this in mainstream theater. Was this porno? Was this a porno? It's not it a porn. porn. Well, it's like banned in America. It's, but, you know, it's... Um, I, it's probably so tame if we watched it now. It's well, probably like those 1970s... You ever watch those, like, those old 1970s porn where they're, like, on an alien planet and there's just naked women standing <laughs> yeah. around? It probably was like that. I don't even think you ever see... There's not, like, full frontal or anything. Right. But you see her face simulate like simulating an orgasm and oh, ju- just her face i believe it's just her face and people are oh, shocked by this. justin's less interested now because <laughs> it's just the face <laughs> but she yeah you got you nailed me so <laughs> later on she says and who knows i don't know if this is true i think maybe later on in her life she felt a little embarrassed that maybe she had done this as a young mm-hmm. as a young young woman and she says she was not you know, it was not an orgasm. She wasn't faking an orgasm even. But her expressions were in response to the director poking her in her butt with a pin. Hmm. That's horrific. That's, so. Yeah, that, hey, that shouldn't happen. Exactly. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> so who knows? B, what a strange orgasm face. <laughs> so. Wincing in pain over a period of time. Like, I don't like, think now I want to watch right. it just to see, I kind like, of... is that pain face? And men just think that pain is... No. Well, I think no. a lot of men at the time probably had never seen an orgasm they, face. They, they're like, women can't have those. Yeah. What? what? That, that doesn't I think mean. we just have to poke her with a pin just in her butt. <laughs> maybe, that'll, maybe that'll do it. How do I get what I want from this actor? I'm going to poke them <laughs> in the butt with a pin. Man. Um, I feel grateful to be an actor alive in, these days? in this era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, so this film is made and... Obviously, gets a lot of attention. And um, so Hetty is very beautiful. If you see any photos of her, she's gorgeous. Stunning. Yeah, she's, you know, beautiful. Um, she ends up marrying a much older man. And this is her first of six marriages. Ooh. Yeah. So her first husband is Fre- uh, Friedrich Mandel. And he's an arms merchant who sold munitions and military aircraft. And he is really controlling and awful. And he tells her, you can't act anymore. And he's also really rich. He's like, you're done acting. And he's like, I'm going to buy up all the copies, all the prints of Ecstasy. <laughs> um, and like, he sounds and like, like a real winner. Oh, he's horrible. Also, I just want to say, I think that the number six for husbands is the highest we've had of any broad so far. It might be. We should keep track of that. We should like... Which is the broad with the highest husband count? <laughs> so far, it's Hetty. Be so fun to do at the, the end of a year, just like a a list of our yeah. weird awards that we've decided weird to awards. give to people we've covered. Yeah. I feel like the most we had was three. So six is doubles it. Who doubles worked down. at a convent the longest? <laughs> there you go. Stagecoach Mary. <laughs> um, so she's really young. You know, she's like 18, 19. She's married to her husband, Friedrich. And... 
at first she's kind of okay with this controlling behavior because she's young and maybe just accepting of it. She's 18. Um, she doesn't know anything. She's a baby. And she's a baby. And so um, her husband has a lot of money. So he's a lot of really fancy parties. And if you notice, they're in, if you remember, they're in Vienna. Hmm. And um, so we are approaching World War II at yeah. this time. And he is an arms merchant. I'm but they are both like, Jewish. I'm imagining like the Von Trapp family house. Like those giant parties yeah, yeah. like that. Is I that... hope it was that nice. I mean, they had a lot of money, so it might have been. something like It was at least on a hillside, you know. <laughs> you could sing about mountains up there. So uh, very famously, Mussolini was one of the people to attend these lavish parties Whoa. that they had. And uh, allegedly, Hitler also went. Yikes. Um, but that's, that's not, people say that's probably not likely. Because um, it was because a Jewish party and he it, hated Jewish people? They were a Jewish, it was a Jewish family, but they had a lot of money and they sold arms and munitions. Oh. So To the German government. Yes, exactly. Mm. So um, they're saying that most likely it would have been lower ranking Nazi members that would have been attending. But what's interesting is that, and this is something that well, I'm Well, I mean, sort there, there could have been a, a pre-World like leader Hitler, yeah. like rise in the ranks before mm-hmm. he became what we know him as. Yeah. Still not okay, Justin. I'm not it's saying not it's okay. okay. <laughs> All right? It doesn't matter how old Hitler was <laughs> when he did or did not attend their parties. <laughs> so here's something that sort of annoys me as we talk about moving forward articles that talk about Hetty. So she never had formal education. And so there's a lot of people who are going, how could she have known how to invent things? And so there's a lot of people writing these articles trying to credit her ability to uh, sort of have any knowledge of engineering or anything to the fact that, oh, she must have overheard all of these well-educated men at these parties talking about uh, war strategy and ammunition, and that's how she was able to do it. Like, there's a lot of focus on how could she do it. And I think it's just, she just had a brilliant mind. Well, and yeah, because so women little, weren't, it was kind of like, Ma- by that. it was kind of like Maleva. Like, there was no women in STEM, and they weren't mm-hmm. accepted as, like, mm-hmm. capable, smart people. Yeah. And, and to some degree, that's still true. Anytime a woman expresses proficiency in a skill men are just like well how do you even know this then was you it, must have a smart husband <laughs> did, did a man teach you this like that never really happens with with men if a man's no. like good at science people aren't like did a man teach you this <laughs> like, <laughs> we like, should start well, you know what we yeah. should start that trend people taught did a woman me. teach you that <laughs> mm. i want to yeah. start that Let's start the movement. Yeah, <laughs> specifically in like science. That makes and... me mad too, Sam. Yeah, so it's yeah. annoying. But I mean, they keep referencing it. And so, I mean, I think that it probably doesn't hurt that her husband was in the arms industry. So I'm sure she, of course, you learned about the industry that your spouse is in. But anyway, just a disclaimer. There's a lot of that. And that annoys me. Um, her so, old husband. Yes, this old dealer. Uh, controlling husband. So anyway, <laughs> she is done with him um, because she's like, you're super controlling. And Good. I, I can't take it. And I'm young and free. And I want to go. And you won't let me act. I want to have my life. So but she has to escape him. She can't just leave because yeah, he's like a billionaire. Yeah. He, he's like, I'm, I'm keeping you, you know, and. So what she does is she takes one of her maids, like maid costumes, (laughs) dresses up as her maid, apparently like puts some jewelry on underneath it to like hide some, have something to take with her. Because she needs money. She needs money. Mm -hmm. She takes a bike and like escapes out of the house when he's like at a dinner or something because she's done with him and she's young and she's like, I I hate you. And so. And she gets out. And so she gets out. And so she escapes first to Paris. And this is in 1937. And when she gets to Paris, she gets a divorce from him. Fuck um, yeah. 
Yeah, and then she goes to London. And so apparently, also, one thing I forgot to say is that apparently, there's a, who knows if this is actually true. They claim that the husband, in order for her to escape, they drugged the husband. I who hope knows that's true. if that's true. But. I hope, do you know that's common, though? You know, the, the whole, like, the reason that people even have, like, wedding rings, mm-hmm. it was so that the woman had something of value that she could all sh- sell if she needed to. Because women had, like, didn't have their own money in bank accounts oh, and stuff God. like that. Like, that's the history of jewelry for women, is that, like, you gave a woman jewelry because you were, like, when you had the jewelry, it could actually help you if you were ever in, you know, if your husband died or something, you'd Jeez. have something. Interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I hadn't heard that. I hadn't either. It's, it's very generic. It but seems like, like, it seems counterintuitive. <clears throat> like, I'm going to give you this thing that can support you if you don't want to be with me anymore. <laughs> like, I'm going to give you a, a, a ticket out of this, almost. It wouldn't support you very long. Well, no. Yeah. But, like... It will buy you your passage to the across the ocean or yeah, something. Yeah, but that's why when people are like fleeing their houses, they like load, all, they like put mm-hmm. all their jewelry mm-hmm. on, and that's the only thing they can sell to like buy passage somewhere. Yeah, get out because when banks freeze up or whatever, you know. Yeah, and if you didn't have your own bank account, the only way you could have wealth was like in the physical objects. Mm-hmm. This is a total side 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 note, but no, interesting stuff. Anyway, so <laughs> she so she's in London, and apparently she ends up meeting Louis B. Mayer. And then this is how he's like, you know, you're gorgeous, you're amazing, Louis your B. name. Mayer. Is this uh, her next husband? Uh, no, Louis B. Mayer is the head of MGM. Oh. So he's like the golden age of Hollywood, the studio system, all these people. So he sees her, you're beautiful, I want to make you star, and we're going to change your horrible name. He's the second M, the mayor. Metro Goldwyn Mayer. Yes. Oh, Justin with the smarts. (laughs) So anyway, so she she begins acting in the studio system. And she always says later on, she said she was bored by acting. She did it. But in between takes, she would work on inventions. Um, She was uh, really obsessed with Howard Hughes racing aeroplane. She was like, that's incredible. She would, would invent like things like effervescent cola tablets that like she comes up with all of these like weird little like, sketches <laughs> and ideas and that's how sort of she sort of entertains herself i love it and apparently she ended up doing you know she does some some movies at the time she her most famous one is uh samson and delilah and she oh, of yeah. course is the temptress mm-hmm. and um she always plays like you know the sexy classic women like really boring roles um and so more many options back then yeah exactly so she ends up getting a partner for um inventing apparently everyone says he's eccentric but no one ever says why he's eccentric but apparently he's an eccentric composer and his name is george anthiel and um we don't know a ton of their inventions together but the really big one is that in the early years of World War II, they decided that they wanted to invent a device that would keep enemy ships from jamming torpedo guidance signals. Mm. And so Anthil, her partner, he confirms that it's her design. And then he took her design and he created a practical model of it. And what they did was they found a way for the radio guidance transmitter and the torpedo's receiver to jump simultaneously from frequency to frequency, and this makes it impossible for the enemy to locate and block a message before it had moved to another frequency. Wow. And this is what's called frequency hopping. And again, this is another moment where critics suggest they think that (laughs) she heard it from the men discussing it in her first marriage. She invented this thing. In her first marriage, which was like, what, 20, like 15 years ago? No, 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 not not that long ago. Just like, she divorced in 37, and this is 42. No, she's not remarried yet. I don't know how you learned something that you invented. (laughs) 
Are those dudes? So it's, <laughs> they were so mad they didn't think of it themselves. <laughs> it's just like uh, so. Anyway, they get a patent for it, and the patent is granted in 1942. Yes, yes. Protect that work. And listen to this. So the National Inventors Council even leaked this story to the press, and the L.A. Times calls Lamar quote a screen siren and inventor whose invention, held secret by the government, is considered of great potential value in the national defense program. Wow! So, the, if the L.A. Times said it, then, right? Okay, hello. so this is—it's kind of amazing, right? <laughs> but it's sort of no one really notices as it doesn't really get picked up. And by 1944, when um, so Motion Picture Magazine is doing an article on her, and when talking about her intelligence, they talk about her discovering a new headdress. So a lot of the press about her is really focused on like, oh, who is who is she going to get married to? And like, she's a her Ugh. sultry looks and mm-hmm. this this invention the is the most eligible, the most eligible bachelorette in town. Yeah, it right. just completely gets overlooked. Now, the who thing- wants to claim credit for her inventions? Next up, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Justin, that makes yes. I know. And so the thing that's sort of it's sort of sad about this. So the thing that I didn't say at the beginning, which I should say now, is that. Frequency hopping is sort of the very beginning of Wi-Fi technology. So like internet, like we have internet because of Bluetooth, all this stuff. We have this because because of frequency hopping. So this is an incredibly important, incredibly important invention. And the idea is incredibly important because their their whole point is they're like, we want to do something to help the war effort. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very it's a very big deal. So the, the point, unfortunately, the government, they re- end up rejecting it. And the, the reason or the no, the, the patent is in is in place. They got the patent, but the it was the Navy. They don't want to implement it. And apparently it's because everyone just says frequency hopping was a little bit too far ahead of its time. And apparently it's in 1957 that engineers at the Sylvania Electronic Systems Division adopt the concept. And that's because it's, and this is three years after Lamar's patent has expired. Oh, So really? just a few years after the patent expires, oh. they take they have take the idea. And, and this group of dudes is like, hey, here's an idea. Why don't we just wait for this patent to expire? <laughs> yep. Man. And then... And so listen to this. This system was installed on ships sent to blockade Cuba in 1962. And um, the same basic concept is still used in U.S. defense communication satellites and in modern cell phone technology. Oh, shit. But she didn't make any money from those contracts. No. And listen to this. Sons of bitches. So she wanted uh, to join after the National Sorry. Inventors Council make that comment, you know, about they they and it gets leaked to the LA Times and LA Times publishes this. Hedy Lamar wants to join the National Inventors Council because she has other inventions and she wants to join. But she was told she could be most useful to the war effort by exploiting her celebrity status to raise money. Aww. So she does that um, and she sells kisses for $50,000 a pop. And she ends up raising a whopping seven million at one single event. And she ends Whoa. up going and doing all the shows and so trying to support the war $50, effort. Fifty thousand dollars? Yes. Wow. Seven million dollars? Oh my god. Which wow. is kind of I mean it's That's kind a lot of, of people wanting to pay a lot of money on just the to lips. kiss you. It's kind of insane. Or on the yeah. cheek. Oh, I'm sure on the for fifty thousand dollars, I think you have to give the lips, yeah, right? Probably a little tongue too. I don't know. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> just a little. Justin. <laughs> oh. um, this And so this is what um, 
the this woman, I want to read a quote for you guys. Joyce Betty of the Smithsonian's Lemelson Center for the Study of Invention and Innovation. She says, quote, since Lamar and Anthill's groundbreaking work in frequency hopping, many other applications of spread spectrum technology, the broader term for wireless communications using variable signals, have arisen, including Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and GPS. Damn. So, and it's all because of heavy. I mean, come on. This is a, it's a... Wow. By the way, that's 140 kisses that evening. <laughs> oh, Justin's been crunching the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I just had to calculate Thank real quick. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so much. That's a lot of kisses. So, unfortunately, though, Lamar doesn't get credit for anything. Of course not. <laughs> um, How could they and, credit a woman? And her movie career doesn't go incredibly well. She picks a lot of really bad movies, so she famously declined. It's because she's an inventor. Wait, what'd she decline? <laughs> she declined Casablanca. Oh, man. Ooh. She turned it down. So Was uh, that, what was her manager smoking? <laughs> So she just didn't make great choices in movies, and she ends up getting cast as like, yeah, and these like dumb roles. What's interesting is she has a quote where she says, my face has been my misfortune. It is a mask I cannot remove. I must live with it. I curse it. Yeah, Pretty intense. That's real. Pretty intense. <laughs> and everyone and else is like, no, but you're beautiful. And she's like, that's you the need? problem. And they're like, here's $50,000. Let me kiss you on the lips with tongue. Don't, can't, can't you see why? You don't need to invent anything. Why your face is great. <laughs> Look how many great things we get to do to you. Wow. Um, she also uh, develops an addiction to pep pills. That the studio were giving her, of course, this kind of what common. is that like? Um, it's like you know, um, they're sort of like uppers. Poppers. So yeah, things to keep if you know if an actress uh, during the studio system is actually getting too tired. Many, too many feelings. Or... Yes, exactly. They're like, oh, you're tired, you're sick. Here, take these, and they'll lift you up, and they'll help you stay skinny. Oh, and so some, like, here's some cocaine. Probably yeah, like, just cocaine. Yeah, it was probably just coke, <laughs> right? or at least it was laced with it. Well, and so like Judy Garland is someone who's sort of known for her yeah, yeah. her addiction. You know, mm-hmm. and it's so same thing. It was sort of common then. Um so it was cocaine. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. So this is kind of a little story I enjoy. So um this is and now we're in like the late nineteen fifties. This time she's on her fifth husband and she's divorcing him, right? Okay. Her son uh gets injured, has like an accident. And so instead of and so she, but she's supposed to go to the divorce court. <laughs> but she doesn't want to go. So she sends her movie stand in place. <laughs> <laughs> To go to the hearing because she's mad. She's like, my son was an ex and I shouldn't have to go. So she sends her stand-in. Judge didn't like that. Incredible. <laughs> oh, no. Did she still win? Divorce yeah, she court? still got the divorce, but oh, I don't God. know that she... But apparently, this is interesting about her. She didn't... Apparently, she never requested financial support from any of the men that she divorced. And I don't know if that's because... She didn't need it. She thought... Yeah, she just didn't need it. She thought she wouldn't get it. Or she wanted independence from them. Or she didn't want to talk to them anymore. Tied to them in any way. Mm-hmm. Could be that. I bet it's the latter. I mean, maybe it's both. probably it might all be a of those things. Both. Yeah. Hey, Sarah here with uh, interrupting your broadcast with a broad fact that I want to share with you guys. So you guys know the word spinster, right? Oh, I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, have you heard of it? I've heard that word. So what do you know, Justin, about spinsters? Honestly, I don't have much of an association with it apart from like, I think it's a negative term referring to like a woman who lives by herself. Uh, But it also kind of reminds me of like spiders. So <laughs> it's an old un- an unmarried woman, a woman who didn't get married. She's a spinster. Okay. Yes, ha- yes, all of you are correct in terms of what people think of that word, but did you know, this is my fact, that actually being a spinster, it w- was re- actually referred to a woman who could 
spin her own spin on her own basically when when they were they would get all the wool and mm-hmm. it would have to be spun before it could be woven and sewed and all that other stuff so uh, um it was like a, actually a very uh specific and difficult job to do and women who did it earned a ton of money doing it which so they made didn't them need to get married it made them financially Ooh. independent uh-huh. and so they did not need a man to live cuz you used to have to get married Right. To, to have any financial stability. So a spinster was a woman who was financially independent. Originally, that was like the origin of that word. Oh, I wish for everyone to be a spinster. Me I too. Know. That's awesome. I mean, I'm kind of a, I'm a spinster. Yes. I don't have a man's money keeping me. I love it. So I just wanted to share that fact because I think that's a, a cool origin story of a word that now means something totally different and the opposite of what it used to mean. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love word origin stories. Those are my fave. Good fact. <laughs> so um, after her career, Hollywood career now is kind of dying, she sort of becomes a recluse. Um, she's still doing her inventions. She, One of her inventions was she wanted like a travel Kleenex container huh. where, that could hold like used Kleenexes as well. Like, so like interesting little huh. like Just random little pocket on the side to, <laughs> to stuff them in when you're exactly. done. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, okay, that's doable. Um, or at the bottom so that as they come out the top, you just refill yeah. it at the bottom. Oh, there you go. Um, Maybe Justin should be an inventor. No. Maybe. Hey, the market inspire you. Steal, steal Hetty's ideas and <laughs> <laughs> make millions. Um... So she ends up, she gets arrested for shoplifting. Oh, my um, God. Hetty. Yeah, this happens she a couple on, times. She on how old, how old was she? Well, the first time is 1966. So there may have still been a popper issue at that point. But then again in 1991. Also, there's a weird thing with 1991? like. 1991? Yes. Where she's old she's at that old. point. And apparently yeah. she was, it was like laxatives and something else. Like it was a weird thing. Why did a weird thing. Like her? Some of the most laxatives? common shoplifters mm. in the world are old old women old Isn't like white weird? women every like i used to work at a at a wine bar in north carolina and we were constantly having old women come in and steal bottles of wine in their what? purse we all of the time and we saw it we could see it. we're just like we couldn't do anything about it we just call the police and be like yeah she got in this car she stole it she didn't pay for it <laughs> happened all the time and they weren't even expensive bottles of wine it was like 20 bucks i feel like wow i feel like i'm gonna shoplift for the time and only so I feel like I can't be upset at them. <laughs> Just for thrills? I don't, yes. I don't... I think it's some part of it is like... <laughs> if I'm trying to diagnose the, the mentality of it is like... <laughs> I've been taking shit my whole life. Yeah, yeah I think I'm so. Done. I just want to take something. I'm going to get what's mine. Well, something and also I'm taking. A lot of elderly yeah. people are on like a fixed income and they like just, they really don't have money. Yeah. No, I don't know about Hetty. Well, that's, I don't feel that's like that the sad truth her. of our Hetty. So oh, um, she dang. ends up, yeah. I don't like being so, right. A couple things. So she has an autobiography, which she said, quote, I figured out that I had made and spent some $30 million. I advise everybody not to save. Spend your money. Most people save all their lives and give it to somebody else. Money is to be enjoyed. <laughs> so, hey, I like that. At which point in her life did she say that? <laughs> this Before is, she was destitute in her old age. No, this is like when she's older. Well, she also said, too, apparently she's told a fan once, I have no idea where my next meal is coming from, and some days I go hungry. But she wasn't, like, bitter about it, apparently. Man. Just the life she wanted to live. Uh, yeah. Which There's I something thought, to be said for that. Yeah. But she also, like, lived lives with millionaires and... Well, and she also, I mean, she 
she wasn't destitute in her old age. She had like a one bedroom apartment that she lived in, but it was like she lived off of her um, SAG pension. So, yeah. you know, it, she, but also she was, was that's like, a fixed income though. She also was, she was a famous person. Like who wouldn't buy her lunch? There you like, go. Like who, $50,000 yeah. kisses. Like <laughs> $50,000 kisses. That's so crazy. Um, so she of course has a star in Hollywood Walk of Fame, but she didn't really, she like could care less. But finally in 1998, the Electronic Frontier Foundation Award was given to her. Um, and apparently she said, quote, it's about time. <laughs> but you know what? So you know what's interesting about that though is that you know the stars pay for their own star. On yeah, the you have to. Walk. You have to. It's like thirty thousand dollars or something to buy a star. But she probably got it a while ago. I don't think hers was like a no, but it's but it's something that you, that is paid. You like have the to city doesn't the city for it. doesn't like you have just to like give apply a star for it. Ooh, There's a yeah. whole process in, in terms of getting a star. On oh the, well, she did want that star. So Hetty Lisi. Right so there, if yeah. she, I mean, that's what <laughs> I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Yeah, but like, no. so, I but either recently. her or somebody who like was like part of her entourage mm-hmm. made that star happen. Mm-hmm. It was like the, we're, the city we're wasn't just like oh you're. Yeah. Your honor. I guess it might not necessarily have been her directly, but somebody who applied under her name. Yeah, and... but it's not like, but they're not just given out. Right. That you, you like, have to put up money yeah, for them. Yeah, and people who are, like, angry, like, why doesn't this person have a star? It's like, because that person Cause hasn't want applied for one. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure they, like, give most people who are some sort of celebrity, like, could get one if they Oh, wanted. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... She also here just some quotes from her because she's just she, she kind of became a little strange in her old age and that she was a recluse and she wouldn't really let people see her. So when they started to come out, when the the information about her patent and the invention sort of were coming and being coming more mainstream when in her old age, more people were contacting her because they wanted to know more about about this and how she felt about it. And she didn't want to grant face to face interviews, but she apparently would say, but I still look good. I just don't want. I just don't want people to see me. So, it, interesting. Sh- yeah, it's interesting. I don't don't know what that she was. She sounds about. like a little bit of like she sounds a little like a Norma Desmond type. Yeah, like, a little bit. Like living in the old era, mm-hmm. unable to like accept and move on. Mm-hmm. So she had she wrote her a, um, a book about her life, and so uh, these are some of the things she has said about her life. She said. Uh, Yes, occasionally I have gone for a woman, but not for love, only excitement and thrill. I have always preferred men to to women. In a way, I really had a nymphomania. I don't believe man was made for one woman and woman for one man. So she's very... Um, yeah. like open and, and yeah. sexually liberated and especially for How a European woman of her time her. she's mm-hmm. yeah it is very <laughs> european right? tells you it tells you something about the the times that just enjoying sex makes you a nymphomaniac right yeah. exactly it's a different definition now yeah mm-hmm. than it was then oh for yeah. sure um and then she also said quote when i die i want on my gravestone thank you very much for a colorful life Wow. So she spent her money. She had a good time. And it's nice that she is getting, she and her uh, partner are both getting credit for this patent and the design. And it's, even though it's it's a little late, I'm glad that she's finally being recognized for that. It's such a bummer that she just kept getting shuffled into like the pretty face category. Mm -hmm. I I know that happens to a lot of women, but it's just like when you actually have somebody who's smart and who's making things, it's just told, oh no, just Mm -hmm. sell your kisses. Because if a man is like super attractive and also smart, he gets accolades for both things. Yeah. But a woman, it's like, you got to pick one. Yeah. Especially, I mean, in 1942, 
I can't imagine they wanted a woman saying, I'm going to invent something to help you win the war. Mm-hmm. I'm sure what and your movies like oh, get in your lane we we you know? know about war more yeah. than you would <laughs> sorry <laughs> thank you please please Good stand try. there and wait for your kisses yeah But now it's, you know what, now it's so common for actors and actresses to have, like, their own kind of, like, corporations and their companies, you know, like Jessica Alba and Gwyneth Paltrow and Reese Mm -hmm. Witherspoon, like, they have, like, companies where they are creating products and, like, that's, it's becoming much more acceptable, but still not the norm. Well, I think we would still judge it. I mean, if Gwyneth Paltrow turned around and was like, "Um, I have an invention I'd like to submit to the U.S. Navy. I think we'd all be like, oh, goop, what? Go away. I mean, it's true. That is true. I would feel that. (laughs) We would be like, no one would want to give it the time of day. What's it made out of? (laughs) But that's also because of the persona she's built for herself. Like, I think that's part of She's a very specific individual. I could have chosen a different stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't help. Crushed cactus and placenta (laughs) to save the Navy. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. Exactly. Rocks for your yoni. That's all that, you know, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of other actors, you know, that's, it's more, I think it's much more common now to like, oh yeah, you can do things besides act. It just, back then it just definitely wasn't. Yeah, I, I had no idea any of that stuff about her. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, so I'm so glad I got to tell you guys about Hedy Lamar. And if you want to watch the documentary, it's really good too. What's the documentary? Bombshell. Bombshell, Not right. to be confused with the movie Bombshell. Right. Yeah, when you search Bombshell, if uh, <laughs> Margot Robbie and Nicole Kidman are on the cover, that's probably the wrong that's one. That's the wrong one. And Charlize Theron. <laughs> and Charlize Theron. Theron. I forget about her. I just didn't want to say too it. many names. I God, know. Justin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> I didn't name every woman in the movie. I'm the God. worst. I love calling Justin the worst since he's the only guy in this podcast. I love just like keeping yeah, it on. That's what it is. Just a little bit. But All he's right. such a sport. So tell everybody where they can find us. I want to tell you guys that we love it when you listen. And if you want to support the show, the best thing you do is go into iTunes and leave us a glowing review or tell a friend about the show. And you can always reach out to us on Instagram at Broads You Should Know. Or you can email us at Broads You Should Know at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week to tell you all about another broad you should know.